Are you looking for some real estate deals that you could offer to your clients? Or some tips, advice, and tricks that could help you amp up your real estate investing skills? Subscribe now in Real Estate IQ. Real Estate IQ will provide you all the tools you need to find and evaluate real estate deals. Visit us at www.realestateiq.co to learn more. Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding. So ladies and gentlemen, today we're so happy to have with us back again, Mr. Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, who'll be talking about negotiations, riches, stop losing thousands on each deal. Our previous um, you know, session with him was very well received and we're so happy to have Paul with us again today. And just to give you a heads up on the coming weeks, on November 12, we're going to be having the topic, the future of foreclosures, and we're going to be having Mr. Michael Sita with us for that day. And on November 19, we're going to have the topic, why single family rental investment investing is right for the small investor. And we're going to be having on board Noel Christopher for that. And of course, um, for November 26, it's going to be Thanksgiving. So we're going to be having a little rest on that day. And we want you to enjoy the holidays, of course. And for those of you who are new to Zoom, this is going to be a very interactive webinar. You know, we're going to encourage you to put in your, your comments into the chat box. If you have questions later on, especially in the last 15 minutes of the show, raise your hand. Or you can also put in your questions in the question and answer button. For feedback, comments, and suggestions, please email us at investorrelations at realestateiq.co. We'll also be throwing out some poll questions all throughout the webinar. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, good afternoon and welcome to the show, Real Estate Investing Hot Trends. Once again, I'm Arthur. Thank you all for being, being with us this afternoon. And this is our agenda for today. We're currently doing the introduction and I'll be sharing with you later on the current hot trends. And we're going to be having Steve, Steve's minutes to be presented by the CEO of Real Estate IQ, Mr. Steve Liang. And we're going to have the micro trends in real estate by Jason Madden, owner of Mad Logic. And our topic for today negotiations riches, stop losing thousands in each deal by Paul Fink, also known as the Maverick Millionaire. And the last 10 minutes will be dedicated for online networking and question and answer portion. So, for those of you who are new to the show, who are we? Well, Real Estate IQ is a technology and data company focused on creating work from home automated systems for the real estate investment community. For those of you who continue to work to search for your next big deal in real estate, we have the tools that you need so that you can connect to your next big deal. And our vision, you know, success in life is all about positioning and to stay on top of market trends so we can position ourselves to take full advantage, to nurture online networking and build strong relationships. And our mission, to empower your journey to freedom and success. Our core values, integrity, you know, the quality of being honest, being trustworthy and having strong moral principles. Growth oriented. It is the belief that you can learn more or get better through hard work, dedication, and perseverance. And champion mindset. You know, champions harbor the ability to cope with setbacks and obstacles, and they have a strong will to succeed. And these are the qualities we stand for. And these are our work from home automated systems. First, we have the deal analysis with unlimited comps. For those of you who are looking to compare properties of similar location, price, you know, this is the deal for you. And one that's higher if you'd like to make your own deals, well, that's deal finding with over 45,000 motivated seller leads. And we have premium with skip trace emails, phone numbers, etc. All you need to do is just grab your phone and connect to your next big deal. And we have the CRM or the customer relationship management. If you need staff, your real estate projects like virtual assistants, you know, you come to the right place. We can help you out with that. And we offer 10 times the growth 
So currently we're offering 70 webinars per month, at least 70 webinars. And many of them are for free just to help you out with your journey in real estate investing. And we are currently enjoying about 2,500 RSVPs per month in our events. And we have over 12,000 active members and over 60,000 community members. And we are pleased to share with you that we are currently at around 150 employees. At the beginning of the year, we only had less than 100, but because of the vision of our founders, you know, uh, Steve Liang and JC, we're currently eyeing to dominate the national market. So from Texas, we are now in Florida and Georgia, and we're slowly going over to other states. So every quarter, we have new locations, and that's going to be, uh, you know, um, new new um, places and new markets uh, in the coming in the coming years. And these are our different teams involved in the company. So we have the front and back end development team. We have the data aggregation team. We have technology operations, marketing team, lead generation, sales and customer success, customer service team, finance and accounting, investor relations, merger and acquisition, analytics, human resources and training team. So come and join us in the community. All you need to do is visit our site for free membership at www.realestateiq.co. And we're going to invite you to come and join us in this show. This is a weekly show. I know that some of you come to the show because of a specific speaker or topic. And we're going to you know, encourage you to come and revisit us every week because we have new speakers and new topics. And this is happening every Thursdays at 5 p.m. You know, Central Time. And for those of you who love books, and you may be open on Wednesdays, we have another show for you, and that's the Successful Habits Book Club, and that's happening every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time. And once a month, we have this amazing show. It's called Geeks and Nerds in Real Estate. It's headed by no less than our Chief Technology Officer, Mr. Joseph De La Cruz, and we talk about the latest trends in technology, you know, cell phone apps, whatever it is that you need to, to be able to have an edge in real estate. Well, we're going to be talking about that, and that's once a month, every fourth Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. And come and join us in our passive investment program. Stay on top of passive investment opportunities in the real estate IQ community. For program benefits, networking opportunities, and etc., all you need to do is visit our site at realestateiq.co/investwithus. Disclaimer. All information in the presentation is intended for educational purposes only. We do not offer investment, financial, or legal advice. And here we are with our current hot trends. And it has been said that in every crisis, there's an opportunity. You know, the current trends affecting the economy and the real estate industry. And these are indeed unprecedented, unprecedented times. And the best way to get prepared is to be informed and get informed at all times. Every week, we're going to focus on different economic indicators, indicators like the U.S. international trade in goods and services. We have manufacturers, shipments, inventories, orders, construction spending, home ownership rate, rental vacancy, stimulus bills, you know, and you know, anything that's, that's affecting the real estate industry, we're going to have bits and pieces of that here on the show. And for this week, we're going to be talking about the latest U.S. international trade in goods and services. You know, September exports were at $176.4 billion. That's $4.4 billion more than August exports. September imports were at 240.2 billion, and that's 1.2 billion more than August imports. The September decrease in the goods and services deficit reflected a decrease in the goods deficit of 3.1 billion, amounting to 80.7 billion, and an increase in the services surplus of less than 0.1 billion, you know, amounting to 16.8 billion. Year to date, the goods and services deficit increased to 38.5 billion, or that's 8.6% from the same period in 2019. 
Let's have our first chart here. The average goods and services deficit increased to 3.5 billion, you know, amounting to 64.8 billion for this for the first three months, you know, the, th the three months ending in September. Average exports increased 7 billion to 172.2 billion in September. And the average imports increased to 10.4 billion, amounting to 237 billion in September. Year over year, the average goods and services deficit increased to 14.9 billion from the three months ending in September 2019. And here we have the durable goods, inventories, and orders. You know, this survey provides statistics on a calendar month basis for manufacturers' value of shipments, new orders, end of the month order backlog, end of the month total inventory, and inventories by stage of fabrication. So new orders for manufactured durable goods in September increased by uh, 4.3 billion, or that's 1.9% amounting to 237.1 billion, the US Census Bureau announced last week. This increase up five consecutive months followed a 0.4% August increase. And here we have the shipments of manufactured durable goods in September, up to four of the last five months increased to 0.7 billion or 0.3% to 245 billion. As you can see, very uh, briefly, you see here that the shipments and inventories went down around March and April, just as the coronavirus pandemic was beginning. But good, good thing that we were able to recover um, when it came to May, June, July. And since this is a month-to-month -month percentage change, you know, it may sound small for August and September, but actually that's on top of the previous months. And we're looking forward to having a full recovery in the coming months. And we have the construction spending. The value of construction put in place by um, the place survey provides monthly estimates of the total dollar value of construction work done in the US. The survey covers construction work done each month on new structures or improvements to existing structures for private and public sectors. So we see here in the first bar, we have the private residential, and that is amounting to 610.8 billion. The second bar right there is slightly smaller. That's a private non-residential amounting to 464 billion. And we have the public side uh, for state and local at 314 billion and the public federal at only 24 billion. So that's, that's um, you know, that's a very active and lively construction spending considering the pandemic. And uh, yeah, still the same for manufacturing. We're looking forward to a more robust and increased growth of that in the coming months. And this time to talk about how to become a better investor, entrepreneur, and a better person overall, here's the co-founder and CEO of Real Estate IQ, Mr. Steve Liang. <laughs> I got a big topic about uh, work and career, and it's called seeking conflict. Always be seeking conflict. Conflict is good. It helps us spark creativity. Uh, conflict is fantastic. Don't shy away from uh, conflict. Um, and uh, I, I know this, you know, as um, it's much better if everybody gets along really well, right? And, uh, and we smile at each other. It's much easier if, we, if there's something that we don't like, we just kind of let it bury it deep, you know, just kind of let it fester a little bit uh, and not worry about it because it's much easier if we're all smiling at each other. Uh, uh, but when you do that, when you have uh, those, uh, I guess, uh, issues that are being fed, that are festering and you're not taking care of it, uh, over time, it blows up, especially when you have more and more and more and more of those, uh, accumulating. Uh, so it's very important that we seek conflict, uh, and be very open, uh, with, uh, how we think, 
uh, have a very open conversation uh, because then you can understand each other's point of view. Uh, and I think it, you can re resolve those conflicts through very good uh, conversations. But unless you're seeking conflict and you're trying to have conflict, that conversation doesn't happen, you know, because you know, I don't want to bring it up. And the other person also don't want to bring it up. So nobody brings it up and it, you know, it gets buried and it festers, like I said. So somebody needs to do it. I find it, um, uh, what's the right way to say it? I find it very easy if I adopt the habit of seeking conflict because then uh, we, uh, we, I guess, clear everything out uh, and put everything in the open. Uh, and we smooth out that conflict and then there's you know no more conflict you know you you fix it for the long term uh, so you know even though so to, so to conclude even though conflicts can be uncomfortable i think conflict is necessary i think we all have different perspectives and we have so much diversity of thought only by having conflict and by understanding each other's point of view uh, that together have all kinds of diverse uh, point of views that you can spark creativity. So, um, so all of this goes back to, you know, having diversity, having creativity, uh, and and it starts from being able to uh, seek conflict and resolve conflicts. Seek your conflicts. Have an open conversation. Thank you for very much, Steve, for that wonderful idea of seeking out conflict simply because you want to sort out and to solve, you know, conflicts for the long term. So let me go ahead and go back to my slides. And moving on, up next, we're going to have our next presenter. You know, he's going to be talking about the micro real estate trends happening around Texas. The owner of MadLogic, a full-stack computer scientist, a Scrum Master with over 10 years of creating business value through technology and software. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Mr. Jason Madden. Well, thanks again for having me on. So um, this week's topic is looking at the current inventory in around the metropolitan areas of Texas. So. This kind of helps give you an idea if you take in consideration the pin, like the average pending uh, home sales, you can get the kind of ratio of available inventory for your current rate of houses leaving the market and the amount of inventory that's on it. So um, as a whole, this graph is showing all of Texas from the, uh, July of 2018 through uh, our current month. Uh, so you can see this is stretched over the uh, three years that overall we still increased even with Corona over the look over several years. Uh, but in the following graphs, I kind of go into each metropolitan area and it'll look at the year over year statistics. So the first area to look at is uh, Dallas Fort Worth. So the yellow line is 2020 um, and the red line is 2019, blue is 2018. You'll see a flat line kind of that projects the start inventory to the end of the year inventory. So you can see kind of year over year, we are adding more to the available inventory until this year where it kind of flatlined. So uh, this year, DFW started with 30, about 31,000, ended with 30, four and a half thousand and then had a, a change of a negative 11%. So uh, the next metro area is Houston. Uh, again, the, the colors are the same between the graphs. So 2020 is yellow, 2019 is the red line and 2018 is blue. Um, Houston started with about 33,000, uh, ended up or excuse me, it started about 37,000, ended with 33,000 and had a drop of about 11%. Uh, fine, uh, let's see, next is Austin. Uh, Austin started with about 8,300 uh, houses in inventory and ended up with 7,900 or closer to 8,000 with a drop in 5% over the course of the year. Uh, and again, it's 
a pretty different picture than the previous years. Uh, and kind of finally with San Antonio, they started the year with about 13,000, uh, resulted at the end right now with about 12,000 and had a drop of about 11%. Uh, so if you uh, take all of the p average pending cells and then go through and divide it into the current inventory. Each one resulted with about four months of inventory. Uh, so if you compare this to previous years, you'll see that there is a slight drop and then this kind of indicates that there's a change in supply and demand and probably indicates that the prices went up. So uh, kind of as we move forward and things COVID, with COVID kind of recover, there'll probably be an increase in inventory and then the prices kind of get affected accordingly. So uh, again, uh, next Tuesday, I'm doing an hour presentation. This will be on the topic, but then we'll kind of go through uh, other metrics and fill up more of the Texas real estate uh, and always looking for more feedback. So uh, thanks again for having me on. There you have it. Thank you so much, Jason Madden, for showing us the micro you know, trends in real estate for Texas. Thank you. And this time, my dear friends, let us have our main topic for today. Negotiations, riches, stop losing thousands in each deal. And our speaker is going to teach us how. Paul Fink, also known as the Maverick Millionaire, is one of the foremost authorities in business and personal development today. In his over three decades of sales, marketing, and entrepreneurial experience, Paul has moved over 20 million in real estate transactions, sold over 30 million in informal products, and ran over 250 live events. He has coached entrepreneurs and small business owners from around the world to build their business and create an abundant future for them all. He has excelled in building a lifestyle centered on his long-standing relationship with his wife and six children. You know, that's six children, that's three sets of twins. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, without much ado, here's our speaker, Mr. Paul Fink. Hello, 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 everyone. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And absolutely, with everything that's going on in the market, one of the most important things to get clear on is how to communicate. You know, we, we love the conflict. We, we want to go into it to create that abundance. And how do we actually get clarity with that conflict so that we end up winning the day? And especially in real estate, this is so important. I had a background in sales, in negotiations, in sales strategies, in consultative selling for over 35 years now. And when I got into real estate, I realized that was the way to really win the game and to really create a magnitude of results. So I'm gonna teach you a couple of things on how to negotiate, on how to get in the game effectively with your negotiation strategies over some deals. I'm gonna go over to my slide deck and, and sh share with you a few things. I want to make sure that I'm on task. And so I'm gonna run through some components and really focus in on just a couple that are really key so that we can make the most out of our time together. So let me make sure that we're seeing all this. Awesome, awesome. So we are talking about negotiation riches and how to stop losing on thousands on every deal. That's what I experienced when I started coaching people around the country on their deals is that it was the sometimes the smallest things and the and the the minute negotiations that can really create the thousands on each and every deal that you're missing out on right now so many people are like no no i i, I did the best i could on price and what i've learned is that it's so much more than just price realize that you negotiate every day all day long if that simple fact scares the crap out of you, 
you're at the right place. Let's talk about that. You're not alone. Most people get scared of negotiations because the process is so unpredictable and, and it, the outcome is extremely unknown. And so people get nervous about saying the wrong things, about doing the wrong things. You negotiate every day with your spouses and your kids and your bosses and your mechanic. And you, you do this regularly without thinking about it. When you get into negotiations in real estate, well, it can bring you the big bucks. It can really make the difference in whether you just kind of squeak by with a deal or whether you create a magnitude of results. In real estate investing, one of the things that really excited me was that you can negotiate on anything, on everything. That it's not just price that you can negotiate on in any one deal. It's, and if you go down this list, it's when you're going to close, how you're going to close, what's the financing, what's the interest rate, the points, the payments. You can if, owner financing, closing costs, appliances, and other stuff uh, in the house itself guarantees and warranties, lease options. There's a whole lot of components that you can really grab hold of. And almost any one of these can make thousands of dollars for you on every deal. So what if you face your fears, you just kind of got into it, you built some knowledge base, you increased your power and you became a master maverick negotiator. Do you think it might move the needle for you just a little? And what I know is that it'll move a ton because all it takes is a couple techniques that you're able to use deal after deal after deal after deal that'll create a, just a winning year for you. You don't have to learn it all at once, just a couple that you apply over and over again and create just thousands on every deal. And so why pay attention to me and the Maverick Millionaire community here? Why you want to get involved is I've been doing this. And what I mean by this is that sales negotiations. I've been a serial entrepreneur for over 35 years. Started off in psychology. That was my major in college, understanding the human condition, and then went on and studied neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy, really understanding how humans think how we behave, how we engage with one another, really key with negotiations. Then I became a real estate investor. I got, became a real estate investor now, oh, something like 19 years ago and created over, like we said, about $20 million in real estate transactions. And that number keeps changing and growing every single year. I also am an international speaker and trainer. I started speaking at this level about 15 years ago. I've spoken in eight different countries, three different continents. I've run over 250 boot camps training real estate investors and entrepreneurs all around the world on really how to create their success. Because success has multiple components to it. And how do you create that magnitude of success in your life? It's what I found to be just set me free to create that abundance. And now I share it with people all around the world. Also happen to be an 11 time now international best-selling author. I have this tendency to just keep creating more and more books. I think we've got uh, three more books coming out the beginning of next year. So just keep looking because I, I want to share my message and that's why I'm here. That's what this is all about. Want to share the information because I know most people live a little bit less than they should. Most people live a little bit lack then, they're not living up to their fullest potential. My message is that each and every one of us can have abundance in our world just by learning a few things and shifting up, really understanding the desire to strive for more in our world and to live up to your fullest, whatever that may be. Then over $30 million in informational products and I've trained tens of thousands of people all around the world. My beautiful bride, Deborah, she is my soulmate. She is the reason why I'm here, the wind beneath my sails. My beautiful children is the rest of the story, six children, three sets of twins. They're what catapulted me, gave me the reason why to continue to strive and move the needle to become a multimillionaire. This is what I looked like when they first were born. 
because I had six kids under six years old. And I went from that to being praised by Doug McGurk and others that you can go from zero to hero working with me and spend a little bit of time. Uh, we, we've had several people that in real estate, there are several different deals. Uh, Leslie here, she was in Airbnb and in just a few words and just a, a, a little bit of training I gave her, she was able to book three deals, uh, three bookings immediately for Airbnb that day. Uh, we also work with realtors and all different components in the real estate game. And so Gwalter came on board. We moved his magnitude of abundance from $300,000 in a year to $300,000 in one month. You're looking for that kind of shift, that kind of change. Come hang out. Let's talk a little bit. So real estate, I've learned a few things in real estate over my years. Key number one is that you don't find deals, you create them. And what I mean by that is so often people are looking through all the listings, they're looking through all the websites that are out there and they're looking for that perfect deal and they think they can find it just by looking at the information on the website, just by looking at the details that the owner put out or the realtor put out to the marketplace. And what I can tell you is that you got to dig a little deeper. You got to go one step further because you can create deals. You don't find them. And over and over again, in the examples that I'll bring to the table today, it's about the creation of it that made me all my money. It wasn't that they were just, oh, these golden gems that I just happened to stumble on. They were the deals that I created through negotiations. Key number two is that you can create more and more once you know you create them. Well, you can create them at whim. And then, of course, Maverick 3 is once you know you can create them at whim, you can create more and more profits every deal because that's what you're focused on. And you do that day in and day out, month in and month out, and really create a magnitude of abundance once you know these techniques. So let's get going. Let's get started. I've got a uh, book that I wrote, Maverick 50, which are my 50 top negotiation techniques. I'm going to reference them here. However, you want a copy of this, you got to come and talk to me a little bit and let, let's get clear and let's have a meeting. When you go to maverickoffer.com, you're going to be able to come spend some time with me by booking a specific appointment, a specific consult, and that way we can connect and really have um, real conversation. Negotiation techniques. I learned this, and this is really key, is that early on in my 20s, I started listening to sales and negotiation strategies. And, and it was really amazing. As I was listening to the training, I realized I had been listening to this stuff uh, day in and day out. However, I wasn't necessarily using it. If you know what I mean, you, you hear it, you bring it in and you go, yeah, yeah, that sounded good, but you don't actually put it to use. And so one day I was listening to it. I was driving around in my car and I was listening to it, you know, university on wheels. And I was listening to the training and I was about to make a sales call. And I said, you know what? I'm not just going to listen. I'm going to learn it, which I would, had been doing, but then I'm actually going to apply it. I'm going to walk into that office and actually use the technique I just listened to. I know, crazy, right? Well, that's what I did. And I listened to it. I learned it. I applied it. I walked in and it was a closing technique and I said it. And then the other thing that the training said is once you ask that closing question, this is really key in, in negotiations. I asked the closing question. And then it said to do something really profound. It said to shut up. That's right, shut up. Now, I, I don't mean you to shut up. I mean that you're to just be quiet. You ask the question, you don't say another word. You wait for the other person to respond to you. You pause and you wait. Unfortunately, when you're sitting there, you've asked the key question that you were so nervous to ask, you know, how much are, are you looking to sell your home for or whatever your last closing question is, are you ready to sign the deal? Then you're quiet. It feels like eternity. You sit there for 10 seconds. It feels like you just sat there for five minutes and they're staring at you and you're like, should I say something? And you've got a hundred miles an hour conversation going on in your head and you don't know what to do. Just pause, breathe. Don't say a word. The person who speaks next loses. 
That's negotiation strategy 101. It's technique number 41 in the Maverick 50. You got to shut up. Well, in this particular day, I asked the closing question, which I had just learned. I applied the information. I said it, and then I shut up, and it felt like forever until the purchaser on the other side of the table said, hold on, let me check. Oh my gosh, you mean it worked? Like she went in the back, spent a couple moments and then came out and handed me a sheet of paper with a bunch of items on it that she was ordering for me for what I was marketing at the time. And she's like, yes, this is what we need today. Will this work? And I was like, yes. Walked out to my car, rolled up the windows and was like, did my happy dance. Because for the first time that I remember, I realized the power of the words. I realized the power of the negotiation strategies. I realized that this stuff could actually make me money, could actually create a difference in my world. That was the beginning. And the rest of it, like I said, is, is history because it created the abundance that I now live in. So let's talk about a couple more strategies and get right into it. I did it the hard way. You get to do it the easy way because I spent tons of money, decades of time and battled all my own personal self-doubt and chit-chat to bring you this information. So pay attention. Here it is. Go to Maverick 50. You're interested in talking more. Only I want to get right to some of the deals. One is trial clothing. I'm going to fast track through this this example so that I can get to another one that I really want to spend a little time on, which is really exciting. This is trial closes. Technique number 39, trial closes. And in trial closes, one of the greatest words and, and phrases is an if-then statement. An if-then statement enables you to put out a idea and just see if it works. Put out a concept and see if it works. If I was going to give you less than what you're asking for, however, you could stop what you're doing now. They were doing construction with this particular deal. I, you could stop construction now. Would you be interested? And that simple question got me into the deal within, within uh, actually less than 36 hours. We had this house under contract and it ended up making me over $80,000 on this particular house alone. I want you to know that it's the, it's the techniques of just knowing to be able to phrase a, a concept like this. Now, if they said, and if then, and then they said, no, well, I could have used other techniques and strategies to get in the deal. This is just that air balloon that you throw out there, the soft curve that you kind of bounce over on their side seat. Hey, are, are you biting today? What's the deal? This is very exciting. This is a three option offer. I highly recommend this for anyone that's doing commercial real estate. This is really key. This was one of my first properties. And yes, I'm a little bit crazy because this is a strip mall. So I went right to commercial versus stepping up. And usually people say, oh, do one residential, then step up to a multifamily, then a larger multifamily, then maybe a commercial. I jumped right in, went, yes, let's go for it. And it's because the numbers were working for me. Because this deal, now at first glance, you wouldn't think the numbers are working. This was a property, it's a strip mall, and it was listed for $769,000. Now, usually that kind of price tag starts scaring some people away. And it also wasn't uh, a magnitude of, of results I would have gotten. At 769000 it was probably going to give me very little cash flow, very little profits. It would have been a nice deal to hold on long term, but nothing that was going to really set the world on fire. However, I started negotiating. And so a couple of negotiation strategies happened with this. I got into the deal and I offered a three option offer. A three option offer is designed so that they, you have flexibility. One of the biggest challenges that most people have in real estate is that they offer one, hey, here's my price, here's my offer. And they offer one price offer and in offering one idea, one price, one option, we have a yes or no. The owner can say yes or no. And in a yes, no equation, most people, and this is psychologically, they studied this up, down, and sideways, psychologically, given 
one option, yes or no, people will pick no more readily. Given the same facts, the same opportunity, the same attraction factor to, the, to what was being offered, yes or no, no will pick more often. Because no means I get to stay with my status quo. And status quo is comfortable for me. Status quo means I stay the same I am and whatever I'm saying yes to is a change and I don't know what that change might look like. So I'd rather stay where I am. So that fear factor makes me say no more readily. When you give them three options, now it opens it up and they go, well, you know, there's flexibility here. The person's showing some different options and their tendency is to pick one of the three, kind of like Goldilocks, three bear, uh, the three bears and Goldilocks. And she always picked the middle option. Well, usually people will pick the middle option. So be aware you want the middle option and you want the other two options to be what you would absolutely be comfortable following through with. Three options, though, can be varied. One of the things I love to do is vary the three options via price and then vary them via terms. And so as the price goes down, the terms go more and more in the favor of the owner and vice versa. So that I can alter this so that any option I'm still in the win, either through terms or through price, and every one of them I'm comfortable with. Well, in this particular deal, the guy picked number three. He picked the lowest price offer, which I was like, yes. But now I had to come up with all the money. So that was a little bit of a struggle. Remember, this was one of my first deals. So I had to get really creative with how to fund this. That's a whole nother training. That being said, the negotiations, he took one of my offers almost immediately. So I got into this and here's the bottom line results is that we were able to go to contract fairly quickly. And if you'd notice here, here's the actual deed because I wanted to really show you, put on the T3 holdings, everything was about my twins, twins, three holdings, and bought it for $372,000 and change. We were things that that was a pretty good negotiation process because here's what it looked like, maybe, Here's what it looked like. There you go. Is the list price was 765, if you remember, and I bought it at 730, um, uh, 372,000 and change. I held it for two and a half years. We spent about $2,500 in repairs and cash flowed over $2,000 a month because I bought it so low. The, the funding didn't cost me as much and I was able to cash flow amazing. If I had bought it at 762, uh, 5,000, the cash flow would have disappeared in my, in my debt um, service. I ended up selling this two and a half years later for over $685,000. This was an incredible deal. It was worth the $700,000 in change when I bought it, only I negotiated really well. A couple of things that really played in. So a profit of over uh, $312,000 and some of the things that really played into this deal was, I didn't know it when I first got in, but I gave with the three option offer and with me being flexible, I was able to take advantage of a scenario where the, the owner had to sell. His why was really powerful. He had to dump all his properties because of other reasons. And so he was in the market to dump, to get rid of, he had to liquidate. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. I didn't let the list price scare me away. And because of that, I was able to create a magnitude of results. I then also, there were multiple levels of negotiations that happened. Realize that once you get a property under contract, that doesn't end the story. It only begins the story. You can negotiate. Most of my negotiation strategies happen after I'm under contract. And that's where I make thousands and thousands more. That's where about, um, uh, oh, probably about 100,000 of the negotiation strategies happened after I was under contract. Here's some of the techniques that I used. I used a three option offer, which got me in the game. I believed wholeheartedly. One of the things that I find in negotiations, it's just like playing poker. Unless you believe your bluff, 
It's not going to work. You got to have that poker face. You've got to be able to walk in and go, absolutely. What I'm offering you is the best offer in the world. And if you don't take it, you're an idiot. It's just, you got to be that profound with your belief internally. What you say can be very different. However, what you believe inside has got to be congruent. You've got to really have that belief internally. It'll show otherwise. I found out his why, and especially as we went along, so that I knew he had to sell. And several times during the negotiations, I did a takeaway close. There were a couple of things that were not setting well with me. And basically a takeaway close is you do this or I'm walking. Why does a takeaway close work so well in real estate? Takeaway close works so well in real estate because once you get a property under contract, what does, this is so much fun. What does the owner, you just got, you just got it under contract, you're buying, they're selling. What does the seller do once he gets a property under contract? What does he do that night? He goes out and celebrates. He's like, hey, we just sold our building. We're good. We got under contract. It's the price I love. We're good. And he does a little happy dance and he brings his spouse out to dinner and they have a big celebration, brings his business partners out. Everybody's happy. They got it under contract. They moved along. They sold their property. They've already spent the money mentally in their head and they don't even have it in the bank account yet. You haven't closed. You just signed contracts. They're already celebrating. So when you do any sort of negotiations during the process and you go to take the property away, you go to say, you know what, this isn't working. And you have the escape clauses in your contract. And so with the escape clauses, you're able to walk your way out of the deal without any real harm to you. Oh my gosh, they already spent the money. They can't let you go. No, what, what do you want? And they are so willing to give you a concession large or small to keep the deal because they already spent the money mentally. And that's really key. So whenever you have an opportunity, the takeaway close in real estate is one of the most powerful techniques. Just say you're walking, be willing to walk away from the deal. As soon as they know you will, they'll negotiate even harder with you. They'll give you more without question. Happens every single time. So how are we doing? Is this all great? Is this good stuff? One of the greatest things that I know is we have no time to lose. As you get into real estate, as you get into the, the core of it, it boils down to negotiations. It boils down to how to create that movement, that deal. One of the things that I've done for people is to make sure that we take care of all those factors. One of which is most of you are wasting too much time doing this other crap, this other stuff in your world and not getting busy doing deals. The market's gonna go nuts. This next year, we are gonna have so many opportunities happening. You want to be ready. And so one of the things that I have for you in the maverickoffer.com is that I'm gonna teach you how to uh, really take advantage of time. And sorry. Uh, go to www.maverickoffer.com and I've got time management tools in there for you that I'm also going to share with you. And it's a five-day training program, totally free. You also go to maverickoffer.com, you're going to get a consult with me, totally free. This is my gift for you. I want to spend some time with you, get to know you and see how I can help you with everything that's going on in your world. I'll tell you about this real quick, dump the monkey. And this is, uh, how are we doing on time? Arthur, do I have one yeah. or two minutes? I guess I'll have one, to... yes. Just one or two minutes. One and or two minutes it. is fine, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I'll share with you this one technique. Dump the monkey is just powerhouse because dump the monkey is all about people like have all their challenges and they like to put it into your lap. <laughs> they, they're bad landlords. They're bad contractors. They've got bad tenants. Whatever it is, they just want to dump it on your lap and run. Don't let them hold your line. And so one of the things that I learned is the inspection report discount, or I call it dump the monkey. Every property I get under contract, then I have an inspection come in, an inspector come in, he gives me a report. The report is itemized, line item by line item of everything wrong with the property. When a realtor walks you through a property and they walk you through the property, do they tell you all the bad things that are wrong with the property or they only tell you how great it is? 
right? They tell you how great it is. They don't go, oh, well, there's some, there's some water damage over there and that roof needs a few slates changed. And no, they don't tell you any of that. So when you get the report, for me, it's a big surprise. Why is it such a big surprise? Because I don't profess to know anything about construction. I don't profess to be an expert in any of these fields. So I send in the experts. Any price that I negotiated before knowing all these facts is based on the house being perfect. Wouldn't that make sense? They didn't point it out and I'm not the expert. So the price that we negotiated was based on a perfect house. The inspector goes in, he tells me the house isn't perfect. I bring the report to them and I dump it on their lap. I say, house isn't perfect. We need to get these things fixed. They go, well, we're not fixing them. I said, well, we gotta do something about this. Look, there's $50,000 of damage that is on this house. How, how could I like accept this house with that? I'm gonna have to just end this deal. They're like, now you go back to takeaway clothes. They don't wanna end the deal, so what do they do? they will negotiate with you and they'll give you concessions. I say, listen, listen, I know that all these things I'm not going to actually fix. So just this item, this item, this item, and maybe this item, if you could give me credit on that, that would really, that would really help me keep and keep the faith that this is a good deal and I'll stay in it for you. I mean, I know you don't want me to leave. And they will do that because you held the line, you give them the report on all the details that are actually wrong on the property that they know. They know these things are wrong and they'll start giving you concessions. And the concession I asked for is in credit. And credit, when you're doing a deal and you get credit on your report, it means you're walking to the table with less cash out of your pocket. You want more details on that? We can go into that another time when we start talking about funding and financing and all those components. You like anything that I spoke about here, uh, and I'm gonna come on screen. You like anything that I spoke about here, absolutely go ahead and contact me. And I do have right there in the chat, uh, reach out to me. And I am really sincere. I spend a lot of time, people that make appointments with me, this gives you access to my scheduler so that you can make a real appointment with me that we can really talk. I usually spend somewhere around an hour with my clients that reach out and talk to me that book an appointment. This is real deal. And I'll guide you with what you're doing in your real estate game, what you're doing in your negotiations. Uh, bring a deal that you want to know how to negotiate it effectively, and we'll spend a little time on it. And it's, it's my gift to you. I've been doing this for a long time. I've created the abundance, and I want to give back in this way, and it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Absolutely a joy as always, and uh, it, we're good. All right. Thank you so much, Paul Fink, for the wonderful sharing. You know, looking forward to knowing really the, the 50 in the Maverick 50, but the five that you have shared today, more or less five, you know, they're already very, very useful, you know. And, and at this time, we still have a few more minutes. Probably we can entertain a few questions. So let me turn over the floor to Eliza. Yes, thank you, Arthur. Um, we will go ahead and take some time for questions now. Just a reminder, please make sure to type your questions in the chat box or Q&A icon in your control panel. So I have a question for uh, Paul. Um, what are some good closing questions um, in negotiation? Say that one more time. What are good closing questions? Yeah, during the negotiation uh stage. It really depends on, on the, the scenario. There's a lot of different ones. I do like the if-then statements. Uh, if, if you were so going to sell this, what's the lowest price you'd be interested in taking? Um, are you interested in all cash or is it payments that monthly payments that really would make a difference for you? Uh, Closing questions, getting clarity as to why they're also uh, doing their deal, why they're selling their property becomes huge. Uh, because for instance, someone who's selling their property and they're selling their property because they are moving and they're moving out of town. Well, they already put a contract. They already have another house under contract. Does that mean that there's a time lapse that's going to happen that 
oh my gosh, they've got to sell this house now because they already are under contract with the other house and they've got to use this money for that. That urgency factor puts you in the driver's seat. Or suppose, you know, they've got multiple properties. This is one of a portfolio. They put them all on the market just to see what would sell, what wouldn't sell, just to test things out. Then you're at a disadvantage as far as timeline is concerned. So you've got to find different angles. So knowing their why and asking those questions and find out or listen for what they're not saying versus what they are. I will tell you, everybody out there, when you ask them why they're selling, they will say, oh, we, we just thought it, it was, we just wanted to see what the market was. We, we just put it on the market, especially in investment property. They never admit to needing to sell it. Listen for this, the set answers. Because when they give you a set answer that sounds too textbook, it usually is. And there's usually a deeper reason. Find out what's happening with the kids, what's happening with their life, what's happening with their job, and you'll fill in the gaps there. So that's some of the components. You know, when we talk about closing, it is about helping them move to an emotional decision. And that's usually more than just one word or one line. It's about a conversation. I agree. Um, I love the psychology behind it, um, uh, how you do things. So um, what do you do whenever you receive rejections from your clients, if you get some? <laughs> yes. So, so rejections are an interesting thing. And, and rejections, there's two components on rejections. One is that realize that rejection means that they don't want what you are offering or they're not ready to do a deal now. It doesn't mean that tomorrow they wouldn't be ready or next week or next month or next year. One of the biggest things that salespeople, and these are sales stats in every industry and realtors and investors are, are criminal with this, is that they stop after one, two or three contacts with the opposing side or the prospect, if you will. So they'll be going, uh, going after a deal and they'll see a foreclosure or a wholesale deal or something and they'll contact the homeowner and they'll, all right, or they'll contact the realtor, they'll follow up with it and they'll get a no, 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 no. We're not accepting that offer. No, absolutely not. They might follow up one more time and then it'll be like, no, 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 we're not, we're not taking that offer. I already told you that. And they'll stop. You want to increase your odds by 50 to 75, almost 85% increasing your sales closing, just follow up. It ends up the 15th, somewhere between the eighth and the 12th contact. The eighth and the 12th contact, sometimes going as much as 15 contacts, is where your percentages just skyrocket. The first, second, third, fourth contact, you do okay. Be a, be a superstar, just keep following up. So tickler files, what we used to call in the olden days, tickler files, good follow-up. Every single month, all those deals, until they close, until they absolutely are owned by somebody else that isn't selling forever, you keep following up every single month on every single deal you have. And so that's one side of rejection. The other side of rejection is, is being able to handle it internally. And, and that internal rejection of they said no to me and you, and you get hurt. One of the ways to counter that emotional upset is to make sure that you have more than one deal going on at a time. People get too desperate when they're only negotiating one deal. They get too vested in it. So when people say no, it hurts more and they get, uh, they're too needy with their approach and their negotiations. When you're negotiating five, 10, 15 deals at one time, you, someone says, no, you could care less. Listen, I, this afternoon, I got another million dollar deal I'm doing, we gotta go. Are you yes or no? And you become really clear and that it's a numbers game, that wh whether you say yes or no isn't gonna affect me. I've got another 10 deals right behind you and would love to do business with you. Here's what we can do. And so the power of, of having just multiple deals you're working on at once really helps with that rejection, emotional rejection component. Wonderful. Um, yeah, it's wonderful uh, answer. Um, one last uh, question for today. Um, for, this is from Jason. Could um, what do you suggest for the best way to practice negotiation? Um, do 
it's what I suggest in, in how to practice across the board is you've got to do. Um, most people are too afraid to do. And so they think they've got to practice and um, uh, you got to get in the game. Now you can practice by negotiating on everything. Like I started the, the hour with, it was you, you negotiate every day, every way. So, you know, uh, the, one of the top first salespeople, one of the top international sales trainers in the, in the country, I remember him saying that he never, ever, ever pays retail ever. What that means is he'll walk into every department store and ask for the manager and negotiations on, on his shirts and on his pants. He'll negotiate on everything. He'll negotiate with the waiter at the, at the, at the, uh, restaurant negotiate across the board. And so you want to practice. Those are simple ways in your life to practice. Just start asking for more. Uh, one sales trainer I talked to, uh, uh, he said, go to, go to a drive through like a Dunkin' Donuts and look, ask for a free donut and see if you can negotiate free donut or free coffee. It's simple ways where you can kind of just sharpen your ax a little bit in easy ways. And it builds up that confidence that you go, hey, look what I won. Look, and, you, and you're in the game. The rest of the story is you've got to just do. That's why like, I got trained in straight commission sales, uh, cold calling in midtown Manhattan in the medical field high level consultative selling. And I got to tell you, there's nothing that replaces just pure door knocking. And when I got into real estate, I did the same thing. I, I started door knocking and, and going almost door to door. I had some lists and I would go door to door and talking about their, you know, oh, your house is in, in jeopardy. Would you like to talk? You're, I saw your house is listed for challenges. Would you like to talk? And I, I've been chased down the block by some crazy homeowners who were very upset that I knew more about their house than they did. I've also gotten some amazing deals you got to get in the game and place offers, place just ton of offers over the next 30 days. And you'll, you'll start and then take the Maverick 50 and start using one technique after another, right down the list and watch what happens. All right. Great. It looks like we've covered all of your questions. Okay. Back to you, Arthur. Thank you so much, Eliza. Thank you so much, Paul. The next time I get to Dunkin' Donuts, I'm going to definitely ask for a free donut. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. You'd be amazed at what happens. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much. Take the time to visit Paul Fink and his website at maverickoffer.com. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you again next week for another session here at the Real Estate Investing Hot Trends. Thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Kyle. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts, or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.